Uh, saints, once again, you're very welcome to In Christ Hour. Let's go through our devotion. Monday, the 17th of August, 2020, by Apostle Grace Luvega, our Father. We're reading from Proverbs 9, 1. Um, Proverbs 9, 1. I, I, I loved the message rendering of this, of this, of this scripture, exactly. Um, especially up to verse 10. It, it will bring out a certain light that you will love. But anyway, Proverbs uh, 9, uh, verses 1, the Bible says, Wisdom has builded uh, her house. She has hewed out her seven pillars. Praise the Lord. And uh, the first, um, the title, sorry, of our, of our devotion is Purity of Spirit, a Pillar of Wisdom, Part 1. And our devotion says, Wisdom has pillars. These pillars are revealed to us in the New Testament scriptures as the facets of the wisdom from above. Praise the Lord. And uh, in James 3:17 the Bible says, "But the wisdom but the wisdom that is from above is first pure." Praise the Lord. Then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without uh, and and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy praise the lord i must let you know that you are the wisdom of god praise the lord the bible says in first uh, first corinthians 130 that of him i uh, of him are you in christ who has been made unto you wisdom praise the lord in other words you are the wisdom of god praise the lord so read james 17 like you're reading yourself <laughs> okay let us continue uh, through our devotion. The Bible says the primary pillars, the primary pillar, the devotion says, of wisdom is purity of spirit. Purity of spirit. This purity is the lenses through which we see God. Praise the Lord. This means that how uh, this means that how you see God defines how strong you are in wisdom. For example, the Pharisees and the religious men of, of Jesus' day saw God through the, long, the wrong lens. They saw a God who was far from men and uh, who could never humble himself out, who could never humble himself out of love for humanity. A friend of mine, <laughs> he's Muslim, one day came and asked me, but why is it that you guys are so fascinated by the fact that Jesus Christ came and died for you? As in, what kind of God does that? I thought a God is supposed to be seated on his throne, uh, declaring his power, you know, enjoying, you know, being the greatest of them all. And I, could, I can relate it with this whole devotion. I, I, I could see that his eyes were not open to the fact that that very God who you call great and with power humbled himself to come and die for us. And that's what fascinates us. There's nothing else. Praise the Lord. <laughs> And uh, so, the devotion continues says, um, when, when God walked in the flesh and lived among them, they ridiculed, despised, and killed him. That is in John uh, 1 uh, verses 14. And uh, of these men, the devotion says, Paul says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden mystery, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princesses of this world uh, knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the lord of glory first corinthians 2 7 8 praise the lord uh it was humility for god to become flesh but because these men lacked the purity of spirit they could never understand the humility of wisdom 
learn from the wisdom of the Magi when they brought gifts um, to the uh, child Jesus they did not see a child they saw God in the flesh and they worshipped him praise the Lord Matthew 2, uh, 11 you know as I was going through this devotion the Holy Spirit kept on leading me through, uh, through to Matthew 2, 11 and I could not really see I was like okay I've read this scripture on and on and I know what you're saying but what is it really that you're saying and in there I understood a very important principle that in every man it is wisdom to see the God in every man praise the Lord and to honor the God in every man you know but very many people don't have this wisdom you know you cannot never take men for granted no matter whether they are below you or above you or equal to you never take men for granted it is a wisdom you know the purity of, of spirit gives you that sight to see the God in every man every people saw the Christ and they were like no this is just a guy in the flesh born of Mary and Joseph but there's a reason as to why these guys had wisdom praise the Lord to see the God they saw God instead of the man Praise the Lord. And so should it be to any man that you will ever meet in, in this gospel. And um, so the devotion continues says, How do you see God? If, if you never understand the, the, the God whose wisdom is expressed in humility, you will miss out on his instructions because you expect him to only express himself through splendor and, and spectacular displays of power. Praise the Lord. And also this is something so beautiful because very many people eh, eh, always think that um, <clears throat> they always think that when God is speaking or probably when God is expressing himself he will speak in spectacular ways. You will hear a voice saying oh this, this, theory, all that. But the Bible says if you go to uh, Proverbs, uh, Proverbs, uh, Proverbs chapter 1 verses 20 the Bible says wisdom crieth out. She uttereth her voice in the streets. In the streets. That means that as you're walking the streets of whatever city you're in, there is always a wisdom that is crying out. There's something God is saying. Even nature can express God. That's why the men who have this religion of, of saying that, um, uh, that uh, nature can be without God, nature, you know, we worship nature, mother nature, we worship mother nature and all these things, you know. They don't have the wisdom to see the God in the nature. It is so amazing how you can be doing something and God talks to you through that thing. There are times when we can be playing football and God speaks to me as we are playing football. Praise the Lord. But a man who doesn't have that humility to learn to always see God in those places, you will not hear him. You will not hear him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because th that's where his instructions come from. That is where the wisdom from above comes from. But um, let, us, let us go. Let us go on. Let us go on. Uh, on another devotion to make things even sweeter. Funero devotion. Uh, this one is dated 20. This is just a reference. Dated uh, 24th of June 2018. Praise the Lord. And we are reading from Second Peter 3.1. Uh, 3, Praise God. And the Bible says, this second epistle, this is the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both, uh, in both which I stir up your pure mind, in both which I stir up your pure mind, we are looking at purity, your pure mind by the way of remembrance, 
that ye might be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of uh, us by the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. And the title of the devotion is uh, Purity of Mind. And the devotion says, As a child of God, you have been begotten of the incorruptible word of truth. That is First Peter 1.23. And uh, the devotion continues, says, Because you have, because you have, you hear the word. Because you have the word, you hear the word. And respond to the things of the spirit with the purity of mind and heart. Praise the Lord. The purity of mind that the Apostle Peter writes about here is deeper than that which relates to moral uprightness of a man. In other words, we are not just talking about you being morally upright. Yes, it's inclusive, but it's more than that. And the devotion says, the purity uh, herein is that which responds to the spirit, to the things of the spirit in the manner that they ought to be responded to. This purity causes you to observe spiritual truths and interpret them as they ought to be interpreted. Praise the Lord. There are Christians who have spiritual experiences and absolutely mis misinterpret what they see. For example, we've been looking at on our website, what comes, uh, what, what, what happens to those people who probably angels appear unto them and they start worshipping them? Did they interpret that rightly? When we go to the word and we see angels appearing unto men, did they worship those angels? No. But very many people have created sects that worship angels, that pray through angels to the Father. That is a defiled mind, a defiled conscience. Praise the Lord. Let us continue. Uh, the devotion says, uh, Some may have not seen or heard anything, but have been convinced by a deception, uh, sorry, a deceptive spirit that they saw some things or had God pertaining certain issues. Those are familiar spirits. Praise the Lord. It is purity of mind to have precision in spiritual sight and never to have a wrong stand on visions. Praise the Lord. When God gives a man visions, purity of mind causes that man to see what he sees as he must see it and not only what he merely desires to see in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's raining out here. I hope the sound is not disturbing. But um, so we see that purity of mind is, 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 is that you must see something as it's supposed to be seen. Men have in, 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 misinterpreted scripture. They have misinterpreted things. And we're going to look at a, a devotion in a few seconds talking about that. But if you go to First Timothy 1.5, the Bible says that now the end of the commandment, the end of our gospel is charity, or in other words, it's, it's love. The end of our gospel, the commandment, is love out of a pure heart. Out of a pure heart. This love comes out of a pure heart. The reason as to why men are there fighting each other and abusing each other and doing all sorts of things to each other is because even the messages they preach is like that. It's because they don't have a pure heart so that love can spring out of them. Praise the Lord. The end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith and faith. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.5. Praise the Lord. But let us look at this other devotion probably to close this up. I will give uh, other references. First, um, this one is, this devotion is dated 1st of September 2019. 
Why do I read the dates? So that you can go back and check through them. Praise the Lord. Through, through the devotions. Because, you know, sometimes I don't read the further studies, the golden nuggets of these devotions. Because, um, so, you know, go back on the website. Just type. You will see them. So we are reading from Second Samuel 16.23. And the Bible says, And the counsel of Ahithophel, which he counseled, this is Second Samuel 16.23, the Bible says, And the counsel of Ahithophel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man had inquired at the, at the oracle of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. And uh, the, the title of this one is called, A Man of the Oracles. A Man of the Oracles. Mm -hmm. And the devotion says, A great and mighty grace operated in the life of a man called Ahithophel. He was a man of great wisdom that his counsel was equated to the oracle of God. Praise the Lord. What this meant uh, is that as long as Ahithophel had spoken, it meant that God himself had spoken. But Ahithophel's story did not end well. The Bible reveals that at one point, he counseled Absalom to sleep with all his father's concubines in the face of Israel. Praise the Lord. What an absurdity. This was a man whose word was considered to be the very word of God, telling a man to defile his father's bed and to engage in promiscuity. Why would a man whose lips are owed to preserve knowledge revert to such perversity? The Hebrew name Ahithophel is translated to mean brother of folly. He was a man of counsel with folly in his spirit. This trait in Ahithophel can be seen in the body of Christ today. Men of the oracles with folly in their spirits are defiling the altar of God. The purity of spirit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there are things today that are being spoken on the, on, the, on, the, on the pulpit that are morally absurd, that they cannot even um, bear thinking about. They are ministers who have given green light to adultery. They are ministers who have given green light to same-sex marriages. Praise the Lord. There are ministers who have given green light to abortion in the name of pro-choice. Praise the Lord. That is folly in the spirits of, uh, of men of the council. Praise the Lord. That is folly. A man brings a message like, Ah, you know, it's okay if, if you think you are born uh, uh, gay. It's okay. The grace of God is available. God said, come as you are. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Where is the balance of wisdom in all that? How, how have you applied wisdom in that scripture? Praise the Lord. And, and the devotion consider says, It is time for the church to reawaken to the true wisdom that is in Christ. It is time we started to treat the altar of God as sacred. That indeed when we speak, our words will carry the weight of divine wisdom. Because indeed, God will have spoken. Praise the Lord. God will have spoken. God will have spoken. Um, let me give the references. Uh, the first one is a devotion. It's called the Pure Conscience. That is, uh, it's dated 11th March 2018. The second one is, they're just related to this, you know, just to grow us into this. The second one is 27th August 2018, called A Divine Paradox. And then the last one is 4th of August 2018, 
called God wants your heart. God wants your heart. And um, why do I always, why do we always go through these references and all these things? Firstly, to remind um, ourselves of what our Father has taught us, if we are forgotten. But again, uh, to water down the message, to understand what exactly is the message behind here, well, so that we can grow in the understanding of all these things. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, further studies of today's devotion. Uh, we are reading from James, James 3.17. The Bible says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Praise the Lord. And then um, we are reading again from 1 Corinthians 2, 7, uh, 2, 7 to 8. The Bible says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, for, uh, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They did not have this wisdom. Praise the Lord. Golden nuggets. The, prim the primary pillar of wisdom is purity of spirit. This purity is the lenses through which God, uh, through which we see God. Praise the Lord. Through which we see God. And, you know, one other thing is, mm, okay. One other thing is, um, the Bible says that uh, whenever Moses is read, a veil is put unto men that they cannot see clearly. Praise the Lord. <laughs> when you're under the law, you will never see through the right lens. Praise the Lord. If you're under grace, you'll always see through the right lens. That's why, saints, when we even talk about purity in a moral sense, the grace is the only thing that can change a man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's the only thing that can change a man. It's the only thing that can take you to a, mo a moral purity. Even take you, of course, to the spirit of purity. See God in the right way. Praise the Lord. But even morally, as we talk of that. So when, when, when men uh, accuse Paul, for example, in Romans, is it Romans, Romans chapter 3, that can we do bad so that God's righteousness can, can, can be effective or so that God's grace can come in? Paul says that those are men whose minds were defiled. You know? they, they were blaming him for preaching the grace, in other words, for allowing men to sin. <laughs> they did not see it. They, they did not have the right sight, the right lens to see through that. But um, let us pray. Let us pray <laughs> the devotion. Father, I thank you for this word. I embrace its truth and walk in its understanding. Thank you for the purity of vision. I see as I must see because I behold spiritual realities through your eyes, the eyes of your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen.